Do you have a completely unique business? I mean, you don't have any competition, no one is dipping into your market share, and you have nothing to worry about. <laughs> it's fair to say that that's probably not your reality. You're probably in a storm of competition. Every day you fight to get noticed, fight to be more relevant than the next guy, and fight for your customers' dollars. But how can you stand out and get noticed? And that's coming up next on Experience Leadership. Welcome to Experience Leadership, a podcast that helps small business owners and entrepreneurs just like you dare to be the exception. Join our host, service expert and master of experiences, Mark Hain, as he uncovers relevant and timely content to help you develop your business so you can take the time to work on your business, not just in your business. Here's your host, Mark Hain. Welcome to this episode of Experienced Leadership. This is where small business owners and entrepreneurs pick up core skill sets to help them work on their business, not just in their business. I am your host, service expert, and master of experiences, Mark Hain. And in this episode, I am speaking with serial entrepreneur and business coach, Feng Shua. Today, we are going to be talking about what you can do to get your business noticed within a very noisy marketplace. So Fong is going to be sharing some tips and tricks on how you can make that happen. So stay with us and we will get to this in just a minute. Before we dig into our show, I just wanted to invite you to subscribe to this podcast. By doing so, you will help validate my existence and make me feel like I have friends. It'll make me feel warm and fuzzy all over. Wait a minute. That sounded a little creepy. Seriously, if you subscribe to this podcast, you'll get notification whenever I bring you new content and it'll keep you up to date. And also, why don't you go ahead and share this episode on social media? It's great for people to be able to share their comments about this particular topic. Maybe you have your own ideas that you can share with the world. And while you're at it, go ahead and hashtag your post with hashtag experience leadership. That'll be great. In past episodes of Marketing Live, we've talked about the need to reinvent our businesses, to pivot our businesses, and so on, especially during COVID-19. You know, now that we're coming out on the other side of it, you know, we're possibly heading into a fourth wave. Things are challenging. And the one thing that you can be absolutely guaranteed on, no matter what, is change is our constant. We have talked on this show about changing our mindset. We've talked about dealing with employees. But let's face it, unless you can stand out in your marketplace, unless you can get people to sit down and take notice, well, sometimes it just feels so futile, doesn't it? Recently, I spoke with a local hardware store owner who has been so frustrated with the competition she gets from internet shopping. How is she to compete against the Amazon world? Well, today we have a very special guest with quite a portfolio of accomplishments. But before we get to him, I just want to have our question of the day. So what is the toughest thing for you about competing in your marketplace? Are you located in a small community? Are you part of a bigger community where lots of competition, lots of big malls? What is it exactly? What is it that you find difficult to stand out in your marketplace? Again, go ahead and put this on social media, hashtag experience leadership so that we can tag you and follow along with the conversation. Our guest today is a serial entrepreneur, a phenomenal business strategist, a real estate investor, a speaker, and a best-selling co-author of five books centered around making more, working less. 
He has appeared with Shark Tank's Kevin Harrington and interviewed the likes of George Ross, Bruni Surin, and Canadian Olympic gold medalist Mark McCoy and has appeared as a subject matter expert on ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox. Not bad for a local guy. (laughs) And in case that wasn't enough, he is the host of Peak Potential Success Podcast and has a weekly series on YouTube called Make More Mind Bites. They say that you are the average of the five people you hang around with, and I just know that just being with you here today and with Fong today, he's just boosted my average. (laughs) Welcome, Fong. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for that intro. Wow, I'm I'm very, very surprised and honored for that intro that you just gave me. Thank you very much. (laughs) You're very welcome. It's well-deserved. But before we get into today's topic, could you tell us a little bit about what you do for your clients? Well, what I absolutely love doing is to add value and impact as many people as I can. And when it comes to my clients, I help them unlock their potentials. I help them find out what they can do and how they, can they actually profit from it and then make a business out of it. Now, once they go into business or go into entrepreneurship, I help them strategize their branding, their marketing. How do they present themselves? How do they go out and find clients? How do they make themselves different from the sea of sameness that everybody else is doing? So find out that strategy as to how to get more exposure, get more credibility. And that's all what branding is all about. So that's what I absolutely love doing with my clients. But it sounds like it's deeper than just branding. It seems like this is about strategizing the businesses forward. Well, yeah. So when it comes to branding, it's really it's not who you know. It's who knows you. How do you get exposure? How does how do people think of you first or if at all? Right. There's a saying is like, if I wake you up, Mark, at the middle of the night at, let's say, three o'clock and go, what do you think about Fong? Well, what's the first word that comes to mind? If you go, oh, he's smart, then ah, that's my brand. <laughs> I, I tried that with my wife once. And uh, what do you think about Fong? She goes, are you clean? <laughs> so I think I'll go get a shower or something. Yeah, so it's one of those things. What's the first words that people think about when they think about you when you're not in the room? Right. So, and that's what that is all about. Because we go talk about, let's say, Apple, Disney, Starbucks. What's the first words that come to mind? And they can't control what you say. They can control what you think. They can't control what you say. So it's what that message they, they put out there. What's the exposure that they're, they're getting? And those are the messages that people are receiving. And that's what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about branding strategy and the strategy that goes behind it, it's talking about what can you do? to increase your exposure? What can you do from a public standpoint? And that's a really good point. This point about exposure is really what we're here to talk about. But you know, Fong, as a a small business consultant, I am constantly working with entrepreneurs, especially in small communities. And, you know, these could be businesses that have been around for 20, 30 years. And, you know, they've been the definition of the shop local idea. They've thrived in their community as local businesses and are now at the mercy of big box stores. I mean, they have been for the last probably 20 years. And of course, those big box stores are conveniently located a short drive away. (laughs) And then compounding all that, now they have to compete with internet stores, Airbnb, Uber. I mean, the list is so long, and it's getting harder and harder to get the customer's attention in the foray of the internet as we see it today. I'm looking forward to taking a deeper dive into our content today, and we'll get to that right after this. 
When you're delivering an important speech to a huge audience, it's easy to lose your place or go way over time. Give yourself an advantage with the Pro Speaker Presentation Speech Timer app. No more checking your watch or calling for time. The Pro Speaker Presentation Speech Timer app keeps you on track with easy-to-see timers, even changing color for visual prompts during your speech. And you can set audio cues to practice or set it to vibrate so you don't even have to look. Be the pro you know you are. Download the app at speakerpresentationtimer.com. And welcome back. We are here with serial entrepreneur Fong Shua talking about how to stand out in your marketplace. Okay, so Fong, let's get into the down and dirty. Let's start off <laughs> by talking about how small business operators can start differentiating themselves. Well, I believe that for those, the small business owners, Yes, they have to compete with the big box names, but what they have that's a little bit different is their attachment and their connection to the community. So they could use that a little bit more. They can talk about the history. They can talk about the giving back to the community. They can talk about all the engagements they get with the local suppliers and the local vendors and all that kind of stuff. How do they add value back to the community and how much history they have with the community and how they're basically family dynamic? Mm-hmm. And they can use that as part of their branding tool. The thing is, all the, the big box names, they started somewhere too. They started off being a small business. They started off being a small entrepreneurship. And they have to build up their brand to become who they are now. So for the smaller businesses right now, yes, they have to compete with them. So how do you compete with them from a different level and still be able to get people to come back to you? So for instance, giving back to the community. Maybe you could to start a, a charity event or a fundraiser event that's localized at your place or your retail area. Or you could talk about that wow experience that you give to your clients and your customers and focus on those stories. Get the t- testimonials, get those interviews, and expose yourself that way so that you can gravitate more people over to your stores. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've been in Alberta for 20 years now and I've worked in small businesses, in small businesses, I've worked in small communities and live in a small community. And part of the challenge that we see happening is that the small businesses typically, because they're entrepreneurs within the community, are really pretty active inside their community when it comes down to doing fundraisers and all this sort of stuff. But then when it comes to actually getting that buyer's dollar, they're challenged because people want maybe a cheaper price, maybe a bigger selection and so on, which is something that they just cannot compete with. Any suggestions? I mean, obviously, what you're talking about now is creating this human connection. How far can a small business go in making those relationships? Well, you can go as far as you really want to. The thing is, once you build the relationships stronger and stronger, you develop that advocacy kind of brand, right? People will start recommending you to other people. They're just going to recommend your business to other people and go, hey, you got to come back to this one. Yes, it might be cheaper with the big box stores, but wait, you're going to get a better quality, you're going to get a better engagement, and you're going to get better care from these people because they're going to know you by name. They're not going to know you like another customer, another number. They know you by name. They know your family. They know your, your history if you wanted to share all that stuff with these people because they have that capacity to really build that relationship with people. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing is the stronger the relationship, the better your brand is going to be. And the more people would like to come work with you because they feel that attachment. They feel that friendship, that family feel. And, you know, in a previous episode, we talked about pivoting the business and we talked about looking for opportunities in this unprecedented time. And one of the things that came out of that was this idea of building connection 
the same way basically internet stores are building connection. And what comes to mind is this this one idea where a bakery saw a drop in volume. And so they started setting up their place like a little mini grocery store because they realized people wanted to do bread at home. And then they compounded that by doing little home-based videos where they were teaching people how to bake their own bread. So not only do you go in and get a kit, but then you can get at home and you can watch the video and you can push forward. All of a sudden, these people started playing like the big boys. <laughs> and that's what the, the biggest thing that this COVID situation has encouraged is people to start thinking more creatively. Mm -hmm. To think, what else can we do instead of just what we're all used to? Lots of people are so comfortable with what they're doing that they're, they were too afraid to jump out of that comfort zone. So but now because lots of people are stuck in this situation, they have to break out of that comfort zone and think of more creative ways of building their businesses and working with different people online. So would you have any advice to this idea of breaking out of their comfort zone? What are some of the things they should be looking at? Like when you look at the business model, are there any kind of generalities that most businesses could do to shake out the comfort zone? I think one of the biggest things are is that people are afraid to get their face out there, afraid to put themselves online and do videos and do content. And the thing is, content is really king when it comes to social media and building businesses, going on Instagram and all kinds of stuff. They're afraid to put things on there to get that engagement from potential clients or potential customers. So one of the things is seek out somebody else who's doing it mm. and ask them how they do it, right? So many people are thinking about one business or one business strategy, and they ask other people who, one, may not be doing it, two, family and friends who have no idea what they're talking about, or three, somebody who's tried it and failed. So obviously, you're going to get suggestions or advice back that says, no, don't do it. It's not going to work. Stay away from it. It's like, oh, I have to ask for help. <laughs> you know, and this is the challenge I've seen in small businesses is small businesses pride themselves. I started my business with nothing and I brought it up. And this whole thing now of, you mean I should be talking to people who have different capacity than me? And the response is, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, and I think you hit the nail on the head because I think when it comes down to this idea of change, you know, staying on top of a changing landscape, this is exactly part of the solution process, isn't it? Well, yeah, for sure. Like, Yes, you should go and ask those people and see what are they doing to make it work. But you should also look at what's happening in the world. What is gaining that type of engagement, gaining that type of business, getting that type of connection? I think there was a story where the owner of Blockbuster was at home and his wife loaded up Netflix and he goes, yeah, Netflix is going to work. So even his wife was using Netflix at the time and he, he still, still believed that Blockbuster is still going to survive. So you have to just open up your eyes and see what's going on in the world. And if it's online, guess what? If that's not within your comfort zone, find somebody who's comfortable with social media and ask them how to do it. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting because we just had a comment from Anna on the page. And uh, she said that she's always taken pride in treating her customers like they were coming into her living room. And that is really one capacity that Amazon can't do. So thank you, Anna, so much for that comment. I really appreciate you reaching out like that. And it's a great, great observation as well. You know, before we dig any deeper, I just want to give the audience a heads up on how can people get a hold of you to tap into your expertise? Yeah, sure. 
you can always reach me on my social media, mm-hmm. on Facebook, my LinkedIn, I have Instagram, Twitter, and also my website is fongchua.com. So okay. anywhere of those, you can find me. Yeah. And the links are down below. So anybody can click on one of those links and, and get to you. You know, it's so funny as we're talking about this thing, about this idea of being alone and doing the work, the idea, like this African proverb keeps coming up into my head. And I'm, I'm sure that you've, you've probably heard it a gazillion times, but it basically says, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. So for you, what is your interpretation of that kind of a proverb? My interpretation is surround yourself with the people who can support and guide you and challenge you towards what you want to achieve and complete. It's like, ask any successful person, whether it's in business, in sports, in music, in art, whatever it is, they were able to become successful and famous and credible because of the people that they surrounded themselves with. Right. Whether it's their trainers, their teachers, their coaches, family and friends that supported them, you need that dynamic in order for you to succeed in anything. You can't do everything alone. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you can either run out of one time, two money, and three energy. Right, right. You know, I think, you know, we're, we're giving a lot of good advice on people standing out. You know, ultimately, this idea now, we've kind of talked about, you know, being different than what the offering is on the internet or what the box stores can do. So you can differentiate yourself. And that's where Anna's comment came in about, you know, she treats her customers as if they're coming into her living room. She She's that hospitable. And inter- the big box stores and the internet can't compete with that. You mentioned being part of the community as being able to stand out. Make sure that you are a contributor to your community. Make sure that you stand out and you're top of mind because people would rather do somebody business with people who care about them rather than dealing with some big entity. And then you mentioned this idea that people, we can't really do it alone. That if you don't know how to do it, if you don't know how to pick up that capacity, then tapping into somebody who has that capacity could really be of help. I think, though, you know, letting people in on what they shouldn't do is as important as what they should do. Would you have any cautionaries as to what entrepreneurs should avoid doing? One of the biggest things right now I advise a lot of my clients is to treat your social media like a, a live resume, okay? So if you're building your business brand, if you're building your own brand or your company brand, whatever it is, and you have a certain message or a certain type of qualities or characteristics that you want people to think of first, make sure that the stuff that you're posting is congruent with that stuff that you're putting on there. I've talked to a few people, some of my coaches, and they've had stories where a person who is a motivational speaker would actually post on their social media, mm, I'm having a bad day. <laughs> that's like saying, <laughs> that's like saying if you were a dentist and one day you decide to post up on, on social media, oops, I missed that tooth. Well, that's not really congruent. So would you post something like that that's detrimental to your own brand or your own business brand? Probably not. But there's so many people out there who treats their, if they were in business, and they're promoting their business, they're promoting their expertise on social media, and all of a sudden they go, hey, look, I just cooked, the, uh, I just baked this cake. Well, that doesn't mean anything. And for people who are, who are following you because of your expertise, because of your business, well, that baking a cake add no value to them. Right. It's interesting that you say that as well, because one of the philosophies, I think, in online presence is that you can't also go on to social media and just talk about everything that you sell 
you'll just shut people down, right? So there's this 80-20 rule where 80% of the content should be something of interest to the audience that is not selling. And then only 20% of whatever you post should really be about you. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. It's no different. Like, lots of people forget that having a business is no different than dating. You're, you're not going to go online and message that special girl or that special guy and go, you want to go out? You want to go out? You want to go out? Well, that's not going to happen. So you're just going to come out looking like a creep. Yeah. yeah. I got a ring. Marry me now. <laughs> uh, that's the same thing as, hey, buy this right now. <laughs> well, isn't it, though? You know, that that whole thing of, you know, where we used to walk onto a, a car dealership lot or used car lot. And right away, they, the people come jumping down your throat to push the best deal that they have. And you haven't even found out what I need yet. Right. So on two fronts, we've hit this idea of relationships. On two fronts, we talked about small businesses within their communities, creating relationships inside their communities. Now we're talking about when you're talking about social media, we're talking about creating relationships on social media as well. It's not just sell, sell, sell. You were correct. Like something else I tell a lot of my clients to do is follow on social media, let's say Coca-Cola, see what they do for their posts. Do they keep on posting up saying, hey, buy Coke, buy Coke, buy Coke? No, they don't. They post questionnaires, they post surveys, they post funny videos, whatever it is to get that engagement and build a relationship. So follow, follow those, those companies and see what they do. And then if they post up a questionnaire, hey, guess what? You could post up a questionnaire that's related to your business and your company. And this is one thing that I also tell a lot of my clients is find out what other big successful people are doing or companies are doing that may or may not be in your field or in your industry. For instance, for that bakery shop that we were talking about, what if they followed a person, let's, let's say Disney, they look at Disney and go, hey, they posted this up, they did this, they did this differently, they're creating this experience. How do I take that and apply it to my bakery business? So now, when everybody else in the bakery business is thinking, okay, I need to do this, this, and this, and everybody in bakery business is doing the same thing, guess what? You got something that you've learned from Disney that you put into your bakery business that separates you from everybody else. Right. And that's a really good point because I think all too often as entrepreneurs and small business owners, we think about, this is what we do. This is, we don't, we don't think about, and we talked about this when it came to talking about pivoting and so on, is that sometimes small business owners get into this mindset. I've been doing this for 20 years. It was successful 20 years ago. It should be successful today. And the reality is that reality's changed. Exactly. Well, <laughs> you're not, you're not going to go buy a car that's uh, created 20 years ago. Even though it was brand new, you're probably not going to drive that brand new 20-year-old car because it's not how we do things anymore. But, right? but now it's a classic. <laughs> so, you know, this is really super, like, this is really great information. I think anybody watching this can really benefit from some of this insight. But in your impression, seeing what we're seeing today with COVID-19 and the struggles that some business owners are having, what, what are some of the steps do you think that they need to do today? Like as soon as they, not right this second because they're watching this video, but as soon as they're finished watching this video, <laughs> what could they do? I think depending on the business that they're in. And the thing is, I think you, you should be able to create this for any business that you're in, is to get that engagement with people online. That, that's the very first thing. Start doing video podcasts or doing a podcast or just posting images online that represents what you want people to think about. That's, it's free and it's easy to do. The thing is, the only thing stopping you from doing it 
is yourself. It's that mind saying, oh, I'm too afraid to be in front of a camera. I'm too afraid to record my voice and put it up onto a podcast. But the thing is, those are all things that you can start talking about, giving you a reason to talk about something online that's of value. And then you can start building up that fan base, building up those, those leads so that, and building up that relationship. So that once you do have something that you want to offer, then people might go, hey, I want to try this out. The relationship is built. They've been adding so much value every single day. Whatever they're offering must be of great value because now I'm actually paying for it. Right. And, you know, it's and it's interesting, this idea of perfectionism. You know, one of the most compelling things I did was actually with Anna. Anna and I were working together and Anna is a chef and she was making pasta for the first time. Home, fresh homemade pasta. And I decided at that point that I would take out my cell phone and I recorded her making her pasta. And she was so excited by the process of never having to do it and watching it as she was pulling out, twisting out the, the pasta machine and pulling out the pasta. I just thought it was so compelling. And it was amazing the amount of hits she got on that video that wasn't perfectly filmed. It wasn't framed right. There was The sound was horrible, but it was just... All of a sudden, people could see the passion of the person doing this. And so it's not about perfection. It's not about, oh, you know, we need to get lights. No, you have a cell phone. You carry a camera around in your pocket. Shoot something that you're passionate about. Shoot something that is authentically you and have fun with it. And, you know, don't take yourself so darn seriously. (laughs) So no such thing as perfect. No, no. Once you want perfect, you're going to delay your launch, you're going to delay your decisions, and then eventually you lose the time and you completely forget about it. I'd like to dig in a little bit deeper into this idea of overcoming the fear of perfection or the perfection disease that forces people to get stalled out. And we'll do that right after this. Every day you perform, maybe not on a stage in front of a captive audience, oh, thank you, thank you, but in your business, whether you know it or not, you are performing. Thinking about your business like you have to go out there and put on a perfect show can help create long-lasting success. And you can find out the secrets how in the new book, Lights, Camera, Action, Business Operational Excellence Through the Lens of Live Theater. Author, speaker, actor, and business coach Mark Hain breaks down how you can craft a solid foundation, rehearse before you ever serve your first customer, and take action to provide an experience worthy of a standing ovation. Mark's experience running casinos, restaurants, and hotels, as well as his time in live theater, has been preparing him to help put the spotlight on your business and give it its time to shine. Order his book, Lights, Camera, Action, today at your favorite online store or directly at markhain.com. That's M-A-R-C-H-A-I-N-E.com. And welcome back to Experience Leadership. I am here with Fang Shua, and we are having a heck of a great time talking about how to get noticed, and some of the things you can do, tips, tricks, and techniques that you can do to get noticed. And we're talking about this idea that you have a cell phone and that you can record your own little videos, but a lot of people don't. So, for instance, perfectionism. Lots of people are saying, wow, Joe Rogan is a great podcaster. Look at how many hits. He got 9.4 million subscribers on YouTube right now. And he got he signed that big contract with Spotify. And then people was like, well, but look how, how crisp and pristine it is. Well, go back to the, his YouTube channel before it shuts down, because I think they're taking it off in September. And look at the very first video. It's nowhere close to being perfect. 
It's just the fact that he put it up there and he started growing it. Once you start putting it up there, then you're going to start making small modifications and changes. You might start adding music. You start making, adding backgrounds. You have to start sometime. You might as well start now and start building it. Absolutely. You know, and it's just like this channel. You know, anybody who saw my first episodes where I couldn't get the technology to work and I st stood in front of my green screen and I did my presentation and all the ones who sat through all the times that I had the technical glitches and I, it was so embarrassing and it was so, but you know what? At the end of the day, every time you do something new, you learn something. And I think it's foolhardy, you know, when our kids are learning to ride bicycles for the first time, you know, we tell them or skateboarding, we tell them, you know, you're never going to be perfect the first time you do it. Right. But then as adults, it's like, oh, my God, if I fail, it's going to be the end of the world. <laughs> I think it's so funny. So, Fong, we're coming up to the end of our time. Could you remind our listeners one more time how they can get in touch with you? Well, you can come to my website. That's <clears throat> www.fongchua.com. There's my podcast, The Peak Potential Success Show. You can find that on Spotify or Apple. And there's also uh, my YouTube channel. You can find it as uh, Your Area TV. So those are the best ways to find me. And then you can always email me at fong.chua at yourarea.ca. Awesome. And then you told me that you have a rather special offer for anybody watching this broadcast. Yeah, so anybody who's watching this podcast and is a fan and friend of Mark here, just email me, put in on the subject line, uh, Mark Kane interview, and just let me know which of the items that you would like. Um, I have a couple of books that I can give away as a free giveaway as a thank you for everybody watching here. You can have a free 30-minute session with me. And then I also have a book writing course that you're working one-on-one -on -one with me. And within three to four months, you can actually be an, a published author after those three months. And I'm offering that for 50% of what I usually charge. Fong, thank you so much. So you're saying 50% off. It's at $29.75. So you're saying basically $1,500. They get all that's listed right there. That's awesome. That's very generous. And of course, the free book is extremely generous as well. Fong, thank you so much for your time today. Hey, no it's, problem. I love this. It was actually a lot of fun. Well, it's been a lot of fun having you as well. I mean, I think we covered a lot of diversity and it's almost like, you know, I'm having you sitting you right here and, and we're sitting down having a cup of tea and just shooting the stuff and just, you know, brainstorming stuff. So I really appreciate. Yeah, there you go. I really appreciate you taking time. So that's all the time we have for today. I hope that you got a lot of information from this, uh, you know, of course, my purpose is I want to be able to provide you information and strategies and stuff that you can use today in your business. Like you can actually turn around and change your thinking and start thinking about different ways that you can apply this knowledge. And as always, I offer you as well 30 minutes free of my time with the Provisio that we set up a time to meet with you and your team. I'm a big fan of brainstorming. And so if you have an angst, if you have a challenge, if you have a problem that you want to challenge, I encourage you to click the link below in my schedule. That's the meetme.so link down below and schedule some time, schedule a half hour. And I promise you, I promise you, I know what it's like to be sold to. I will not sell anything. It'll be entirely up to you. The 30 minutes is your time. Okay. And I'd love to know what you think of today's episode. Please, please, please drop a comment in the box below. Let us know, you know, how, how is this for you? Is this something you can use? Is this information that you find valuable? And please go ahead and hit the share button. I am a true believer that information is power, but it's only powerful if we are sharing it and making other people better. So if you haven't done so yet, please hit the subscribe button. 
and ring the bell. I would really appreciate your support in building this channel. As Fong was saying, it takes time to do this. And every time that we do this, we learn something new. And of course, if you have any ideas, any questions about your small business or being an entrepreneur that you would like me to address on this show, please drop it in the comment box below as well. I think it's really important. Again, I'm here because this is to be of service to you. <laughs> My name is Mark Hain, and I'll see you next week when we will be sitting down with reinvention specialist Daniel Silverman. I hope you stay safe, stay healthy, and dare to be the exception. Thank you for joining us this week on Experience Leadership. Make sure you visit markhain.com where you can subscribe to iTunes or by RSS so you'll never miss a show. Or go directly to markhainlive.com to watch the video edition of this podcast. While you're at it, if you found today's content valuable, please give us a rating on iTunes. Or you can share it and tell your friends all about the show. As Mark says, knowledge is power, but only if you share it. Be sure to tune in each week for the newest episode. Please stay safe, stay healthy, and dare to be the exception. <laughs>